And hello, hello, welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. Zach and Alex here as always. Hello. Um, today's episode, we're going to be making our F1 predictions. But first, it's not just me and Alex here today. We have, um, not only is it a guest, but they're actually more than a guest because now they're a part of the Gay Racing Podcast team um, they've been on the podcast before. You may remember them. Kate, hello and welcome as our new social media manager. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hi, Kate. Um, Hi. So Alex, um, Alex and Kate, we this all kind of happened in like the last week. And I yep. think it's it's pretty big for us, actually, because um, you may you might have noticed on the podcast account we there was a little clip of me and Alex talking about Jack Harvey, and Kate, you're you're kind of the reason stuff like that can start happening. Um, so it's more content on the Twitter account in general. Yeah, from I mean, promoting <laughs> promoting the podcast further on Twitter, because um, me and Alex were we're fucking busy. <laughs> we're busy. I mean, just doing it alone takes, takes up some time. Um, like I'm an, I'm a full-time college student. You're doing student teaching. Like yeah. we don't have time to re-listen and re-watch our podcast. We don't have that kind of time. Anytime the podcast is uploaded on a Wednesday, it's literally just because I couldn't find the time to sit down and like click three buttons. It's not, oh, well, it's more than three buttons. I have to write the description. Maybe five. Besides that. Yeah. So how did this like how did this all get started because y'all you two kind of had the idea and brought it to me so how did this get started well kate if you want to introduce yourself first and then we'll get into that like tell our listeners if they don't know you who you are yeah uh, my name is kate um i you probably know my twitter handle um on my main is it's racing kate now i actually stole it from some like i don't know it when I first joined Twitter, it, somebody already had that, so I was like racing Kate 12. And I think Twitter went through and like deleted a bunch of inactive accounts, and that was one of them. So mm. I was able to snag just plain so Kate. I know I was so excited that day <laughs> <laughs> that I figured that it was open. Okay. Um, so yeah, I uh, if you know, you see me on Twitter, um, I tend to talk about motorsport history. Um, and also, I spend a lot of time um, criticizing um, specifically IndyCar um, and their lack of social media. So that's actually kind of how all of this started because Alex yep. and I have had a lot of a lot of conversations about um, IndyCar and their lack of social media and kind of the effect that we we right. expect that to have. Yeah, to expand on that, we, Kate and I, every Instagram post that IndyCar does where it's black and white, it looks like the whole field died, uh, we'll be in the comment section leading the force saying, um, can you not do that? <laughs> Y'all threw the first brick at IndyCar social media. We did. <laughs> and, and then whenever their Twitter account is just sleeping, whenever something goes yeah. on, <laughs> Kate and I are tweeting at IndyCar telling them to wake up. Yeah, it's like, we try to be really nice about it because, like, we've kind of come to the conclusion that it's probably not the actual person running the social media accounts that is responsible. It's probably somebody higher up, but um, we we do tend to send kind of 
pointed um, tweets towards them, kind of hoping that maybe we can nudge them. Like right. it's like that that meme where it's like they're poking something, something with a stick. Do something. <laughs> that's us. It IndyCar social media always. Um, yeah, and that led to a uh, conversation between Kate and I. It's like you know we talk about the IndyCar Twitter a lot and Instagram and social media overall and how it's lacking. Then I think about the podcast Twitter. It's like we have a following and I I would like to grow it. It's kind of been stagnant to be quite honest Mm -hmm. late last year, but it's like we have an audience and we love you guys and we really want to grow it and we have the potential to do that. And Kate's told me that I, Kate, you have literally said I could just clip the whole podcast and make it a video and that'd be all the good moments. (laughs) And that's awesome. So the idea is, well, let's put money where our mouth is and really just go all in and try making the podcast like grow with a better social media presence. And I think so far we've already seen like that clip you put from last week's episode of the Jack Harvey quotes. <laughs> uh, that had 600 views on Twitter. Mm-hmm. That was a good and moment. It was a really good <laughs> It was a good thing to clip too. It was just yeah, good. When I was yeah. watching it, I was really glad that Zach called Alex that called you out on your face because when I first watched it I had like why I mean I kind of knew like I knew what to look for but like watching I could see it in his face like oh no he like it's just like really I could see it so I was really glad that (laughs) that called him out um because I I, that was something I saw too and um I do think video is a good tool because yeah honestly your guys's facial reactions is ha- like really a lot of a lot of the fun so um and we ran a poll this morning yes um i just saw it because um yeah zach like <laughs> yeah i was looking um, at twitter i didn't see it till now actually i i yeah <laughs> um and uh so we ran a poll asking um our twitter followers um if they thought Jack Harvey would be um, bold or bust um, and 68% said they would um, predict Jack Harvey to be bold. So I won, I won Zach. Okay, but bitch, <laughs> <laughs> it's only 68%. Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, you I lost won. by like 20%. <laughs> you lost by at least 20% if it's 68. I don't remember asking. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Zach lost by thirty-two percent. Thirty-two percent, Zach. That's over a, qu- yeah, that's over a quarter. Yeah, I had to stop and think. I'm math, not. <laughs> but so. see, the point is now we're able to interact with you guys more on Twitter. Yeah. You're able to, we're able to promote better with videos. Like we said, Zach and I don't have the time for that. Kate's more than happy to do that. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. well, let's do it. Yeah. And then we have these polls. We can like reflect on last week's episode with polls now, stuff like that. Uh, we'll probably try a lot of different things. Kate has a ton of ideas, a lot yeah, of ideas. It's so good. We have a little group chat now. And Kate, the other night, was sending us so many ideas. And I was like trying to keep up. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's going to be so good. I mean, the podcast Twitter's already gained like 12 followers in like, what 48 hours since we like yeah. announced this so yeah. we're I mean, going kate's up doing, in the world man it's kate's doing a good job yeah. already 
And so. I I just really appreciate it because we're all just doing this for free anyway. Yeah. This is all just for fun. Like you didn't even have to do any of this. Yeah. And it's just, I really appreciate that. Yeah, no, so. it's fun. I, I have a lot of like going through the clips. I have a lot of, a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun gathering clips and I'm like, I told Alex, I was like, I just, I have to res resist the urge to post all of it because yeah. it's all good. Um, and so I'm excited and I think we will be able to reach a lot more people with um, being able to use social media because it is a really powerful tool. And so mm -hmm. it's sure. a good yeah. way to start 2022. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got, it's a big year for us too. I mean, it's like a, our second full-time, like full year. We've been doing this for a while, Alex. It's kind of like, time goes by, like, we met in like 2019 and that's like almost three years ago i know like three years like that is like just to conceptualize that i mean i met kate i met you like the same time like you were one yeah. of my first twitter mutuals like yeah that's insane to me really insane um just gonna put that one out there but um again kate i appreciate everything you've done and will do for us so far mm -hmm. um welcome to the team once again and um if you have anything else you want to share with us um yeah well, follow us on twitter yeah fo oh, gay racing pod. At, yes follow us follow yeah, us gay racing pods gonna be tweeting a lot more a if lot you can't more. tell already there's a so, reason yeah, to follow wanna... us now it's yeah not gonna be, it's not gonna be like two times a week it's gonna be like all week there's gonna yeah. be stuff on there mm -hmm. and i will just say zach and kate are like my best friends in the whole world so I'm like really, really happy to be working with both of these two. We're gonna do insert all track. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's Aww. our next. That's our next hire. A, uh, we need someone sitting um at the fucking counter with the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kate. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I'll be talking to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> So we just watched the, I don't remember what they call it. It's like the Roar Before the 24, but the race is called like the No Tool 100 or some shit. Um, the IMSA Roar Before the 24 qualifying race for the Rolex 24. Yes. Um, decent chill race. Um, the end got, got pretty exciting though. Um, Ricky Taylor and, oh, who was this co-driver for this race? Was it Felipe Albuquerque? I think so. I think so. And then... Yeah. Um, um, the number 10, Wayne Taylor Racing, they won, but it was not without a, they won the DPI class. They, it was not without a fight from the, my favorite fucking team name, Mustang Sampling. It, I love the meme, that team name, because it just like, it's not even about like Ford Mustangs. And that's what really got me. Anyways, right. last lap, they sent it, who was in the car? It was Tristan Vautier, right? Yeah. Um, and Kate was just talking with me off camera how I butchered um Scott McLaughlin's name last week. So you just said it wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say it wrong again? Yeah. I M McLaughlin. It's McLaughlin. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's not how Lee Diffie says it. Actually, that is how he says it. Just kidding. That's how Lee Diffie says it. Lee Diffie don't mess up. McLaughlin? McLaughlin. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, anyways, so my point, my point, I've been trying to get this to this for two minutes, but I have ADHD. 
Um, last lap going into turn one, Daytona Road Course. Um, the number five, Vautier, sends it on the inside, um, clips the rear end of the 10. The five spins out. Um, the 10 goes on to still win the race. So nothing actually changed. The positions didn't change, but right. it was it was a good little teaser for the kind of action that we'll be getting um, next Sunday at the end of the 24-hour race because last year it was an amazing, an amazing race. I will really? just tell you right that. It got intense at the end. Um, IMSA DPI cars, they always know how to put on a show because it's like they, they go really fast and they take corners mm-hmm. really fast, but they still... The drivers have a lot of input still. Um, they, they can afford to make contact. Like the 10 car got pretty heavy contact in the rear end and was fine. So right. it's a good balance of like stuff you'd see in NASCAR, but also IndyCar. I, it I really like is. Yeah. It's such a good balance. Great racing. I love IMSA. Um, I love sports car racing. Good, good kind of teaser before. Um, the the rolex i didn't pay attention to like most months most of the race because i was lesson planning but um yeah i worked out during it i was just kind of yeah in the although i mean to be fair though that's kind of an imza thing to do because like a lot especially yeah. the long races you just kind of have it on the background yeah it's not um, like i'm ignoring it i'm watching yeah. it i mean it's on and like yeah. i'm seeing ricky taylor's in the lead hell yeah it's just a qualifying race like yeah yeah you know um i and if a lot of people um, didn't like it when it was first done last year, but I actually kind of like it now. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a little taste of the Rolex a week before. I like it. It's nice. And yeah. we had a good show today. So, yeah. Um, I, I, have a, I have a goal this year to watch all the IMSA races. At least <sighs> the ones that I can, for sure. Like, yeah, I, like The ones I watched last year were so good. Especially the last race of last year. I rode Atlanta. Right. IMSA is so exciting, and I love watching Ricky Taylor and Kobayashi, just these guys, and Philippe Albuquerque. Uh, Ranger Vanderzander on the first lap of this race made, like, a wide move and passed, like, four cars. He's in, he's insane. I love him. Yeah. And then you get, like, the in, you get, like, a dozen IndyCar drivers in there for a lot of these endurance races. I mean, it, it's really cool. I really want to yeah. watch IMSA. I, I need to look at the, the roster um of cars maybe we'll go over some notables on the roster this episode too actually because i just because okay. grosjean's in this race right i believe so yeah. i just don't know um like sorry i don't know like i don't remember which team or which class um i'm looking now either um, um it must be a Nassie's running two cars again for the first right. time in, I think, a decade. They're running both the 01 and 02, which, by the way, look amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah, they, like, I don't know about the 01, but the 02 looks fucking amazing. They really fixed the paint schemes Yeah. Um, from last year because, like, the paint scheme last year was literally looked like a testing car. It was right. so bad. Um, let's see. I don't even – I can't – is that even the one for this year? I don't know. I guess it doesn't matter, but um, whatever. Yeah, no, but the O2 looked amazing. So um, what are notables in the roster? I'm just, so let's go through DPI. Like Jimmy Johnson's back, of course. That's exciting. Right. Um, and it's the somewhat of the same team from last year. Pagano is now with, um, what's it called? Yeah. Mike Shank, Meyer Shank. Um, 
and Castro Nevis is also there as well. So got the yeah. Indy 500, the IndyCar teammates. The, the IndyCar teammates. They, ah, oh, that's so exciting. That's so exciting for them. And then um, Tom Bloom, Blomquist and Ali Jarvis, um, the mm-hmm. full-time drivers joining them. That's a strong lineup. Yeah. And then, of course, the 48, Johnson, Kobayashi as well. Um, Kobayashi finished third today, by the way. Um, I, I put a, He really <laughs> Kobayashi carrying that damn team, man. <laughs> um mike walkenfeller blah 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 um people durani in the 31 um and tristan nunez they are the defending champions of the weather tech sports car series um rossi is joining the 10 car again once again yep. this year going for another rolex win um see any other notables alex polo is in the 01 ganassi mm-hmm. car with scott dixon and sebastian Bourdais. um yes that's really exciting. I think that's going to be a, a cool one. The O2 as well, Alex Lynn, who I've heard a lot about from like um, Formula E. Yep. Um, just I know, Formula e. I know our one friend really likes Alex Lynn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, the only reason he's the, he's like the British version of Ryan Blaney. He just looks like yes. Ryan Blaney, but British. Yes. And Marcus Erickson's in the O2 as well. I didn't even know that. Marcus mm-hmm. Erickson, Kevin Magnuson. Man, again, it's the all-star race of motorsports. Here, it is. Man. Uh, I love it. I don't think there's any notables in like LMP2. I'm looking. There probably are. Ben Keating. I know that name. Um, I know Pato, Hendrick is running something. Who? I don't know which division. Who? Austin Sendrick. He's the only oh, NASCAR yeah. driver running anything. I think he's in a GT car. Pato awards in the 81 LMP2 for Dragon Speed. Um, that car, the Dragon Speed car, has a uh, Pato, it has Colton Herta, and it has Devlin De Francesco. That's three IndyCar drivers. Three IndyCar it. drivers. Okay. That's awesome. Cool. See, IndyCar drivers, they love doing IMSA races. It's, they really do. It's like the one thing about IndyCar not having too busy of a schedule that I kind of like because they have time right. to like do stuff like this. Um I'm looking through the names. Zone P3 doesn't really have anyone notable. Let's see, GT no, Daytona Pro. Let's see, um, guys, your usuals like Jordan Taylor and stuff. I love um, the Taylor brothers. Kyle Kirkwood is in the 14 for Vassar Sullivan and Jack oh, Hawksworth. Yeah. Austin Cendrick's in the 15 um, for Proton USA. It's in the Merce- it's a Mercedes. Um, going through the names i don't see anyone mm-hmm. else that i recognize by the way um our friend lefty lefty designs designed the hauler for vassar sullivan's imsa team dead ass yeah yo what yeah that is so awesome um that yeah that was posted like when all the haulers were arriving to daytona wow um it looks so good well, an amazing job congrats noah sweet lefty designs that is awesome yeah man wow one of our first guests on the podcast by the way um that that's awesome towns and bells in the the 12 um because like the gtd class is split into pro and amateur this year um Mm -hmm. because like they're basically the same classification of cars but now it's like different quality of drivers um but that's most of the notables i believe um andy lally's in like the 44 gtd am so yeah it's it's Um, gonna be so much fun i love the rolex some of my favorite things to do every year now and like i said all year this time Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. not to talk shit Mm -hmm. but chase elliott's not in the race so nbc's gonna find something else to talk about 
for 17 hours of the 20. Hopefully the broadcast is better. Maybe they'll talk about Alex Pillow just as much, right? Mm-hmm. I would love that hype up IndyCar. Come on, God. let's go. I mean, he is the defending champion. I'm just he saying. Is. Like, come on, just give like him Chase the same thing. Just like Chase yeah. Elliott was a defending champion of NASCAR. Like, let's, exactly. let's hype up IndyCar and Pillow. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, though. Um, some of these teams, especially some of the DPI teams, are mm-hmm. absolutely stacked. They are. Especially Ganassi's. DPI oh is going to be crazy to watch it again. Always is. All oh, season. Right. Not even just a Rolex. Yep. T, 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 T. Okay, so. Anything else on Rolex and IMSA? I don't think so. Um, I'm looking at our next point, and I have no idea about this. So You, you haven't said, heard about this? No. Um, remember the money team, the Floyd mm-hmm. Mayweather team, right? Uh, supposedly that might be real because Adam Stern tweeted about it. Um, and Kaz Gralla might be the potential driver. They might be trying to make the Daytona 500. Uh, this is a team Ooh. that's kind of been, uh, rumored to be a thing for like three years. Um, maybe longer. Yeah. Cause okay. uh, Bob Hawkers and Adam Stern both tweeted about it. So I'm like, well, that's interesting. You know, how many, I'm trying to look this up, how many teams are going to be trying to get into the Daytona 500 this year? I think, like, I think it's like right around 39.40. So if the money team is real, this might actually make a bumping situation during the duels. Why do I feel like there's been more? I, I, I thought I was expecting like 44 for some reason, but no. No, people, no. the teams just don't have a lot of cars yet because it's the yeah. next gen True. Um, a lot of the smaller teams, like, like I don't think Daunt Brothers have a complete car, the 96 usually. Yeah, they normally, like Ty Dillon was in their car last year. So, yeah. but yeah, that, huh. Um, there's just a lot of teams that just are struggling to get ready. And then some of them only, a lot of per car number. I think NASCAR said each car number should have six to seven cars. So, I mean, Daytona, you're probably going to lose one, you know? Six to seven cars for a whole year. Like as of right now, I don't know. Oh, if it's as of right now, okay. I, thought, right I thought you now. meant like, girl, we have four plate races. I don't know. Oh, I, know. <laughs> I, <laughs> girl. I think at least for Daytona, I think by the end of the year, car numbers will probably be back mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, but I don't. The money team, if that's a real thing, which I have, so no, it would bring it to forty. I think it would bring it to forty. Yeah, it'd be a full field at least. Huh. Interesting. Um. And Kaz Grala, by the way, would be a really good choice. Yeah. um, I'm looking at J-Ski for, like, the tentative entry list. Mm -hmm. And um, it's getting me a little bit excited for NASCAR, not going to lie. I just really like the – I just really like NASCAR's roster this year. It's just, like, like seeing Petty expand and Trackhouse expand and, um, right like, 2311 expand. So it's, like, more of the, like, bigger teams getting – or mid middle level teams middle, getting bigger yeah it's it's nice to see um rfk's got some hype around it so it's gonna be a it's gonna be a cool speed weeks i hope it's gonna be it's gonna be cool sure. um harrison burton looks great in the in the uh in the um the wood brothers fire suit harrison burton looking sharp he's looking sharp very very sharp very sharp handsome young man um <laughs> <laughs> I can't um, wait till June when NBC gives us a photo shoot of him in that. Girl, they all in NBC does good. Oh no, we got to see in that dumbass comic book. I know. We talked about this last week, but like I can't wait for June. Those photo shoots. Ooh. 
can't wait. They always go off. Um, speak of NBC, uh, Fox, they uh, they made an announcement last night. Yes. In a kind During of a football game. So first of all, Larry McReynolds is the only person who talked about this to hype it up. Yes. It got everyone, including me, excited. So it's like, why is Larry talking about an announcement that's going to happen during a football game in the third quarter? So I'm watching football. I don't watch football. (laughs) This is our first problem. (laughs) Yes. Come on, Fox. You're making gay people watch football. That's the first problem. That's Yeah, that's, that's bad. Gay rights. I'm here for Larry McReynolds, and that's it. Yep. And then they say... The Clash is coming on Fox on this day in the Daytona 500. And then I'm like, oh, so is it just a promo? Okay. Then like breaking news. I'm like, huh? And Tony Stewart is up there. And I'm like, Tony Stewart's in the broadcast booth? That's just, that's Jeff Gordon's replacement? I didn't understand at first that this was like only for the Clash in Daytona. I thought Tony Stewart was the full-time third person in the booth. I'm like, how did this not leak? Yeah. First of all. But tea. That's actually some tea. Yeah. So I was just like, Tony Stewart. I'm literally yelling at my TV. What? Like, I don't get shocked that often. <laughs> like, I was yelling. I'm like, there's no. That did not just happen. It's just for the Clash in Daytona. It's going to be really funny. Like, yeah. you know what, Fox? They won't have fun. I mean, Tony and Clint sure. have really good chemistry. They... They announced, um, I just remember this, Tony did some Xfinity races last year with Clint um, and, of course, Adam Alexander. They had great chemistry. Like, it's like the same banter that Clint always gives, but, like, they've known each other from Stuart Haas Racing. Um, Right. So it's like, it's it's like a built relationship. It's really good. Yes. Um, And Tony also gives it back. Like, Jeff Gordon is a bottom. I'm sorry. He's a he's a bottom, but Tony Tony Stewart is not a bottom. <laughs> I listen. <laughs> this is the gay racing podcast, but like, like I'm on brand, man. I'm just like, what, how else do I describe it? Submissive. Jeff Gordon is submissive. Tony oh Stewart God. is not submissive. You know what? In you're right. Booth. I can't I can't argue with this. You're you're right. Yeah. In the broadcast booth, you're right. Yeah. And I think it's just entertaining watching two tops. Anyways, um, <laughs> I thought you were gonna keep no! going. Um, <laughs> poor Mike Joy, by the way. Mike Joy just does not get a break. Um, <laughs> I need to stop. You need to ban me from my own podcast. I can't. We just hired Kate. Kate's gonna just join me. Zach's fired. We're all good. Kate's gonna be clipping this. No, no. Wait a minute. Wait, Kate, yeah. please. Kate, Everything you say me. is on the record now. It's gonna go on the Twitter. Look what you've done. Listen, <laughs> I am so sorry. I don't know who I'm apologizing to. I'm just sorry. But I would have said it again. So am I <laughs> But for real, for oh real. My God. So yeah. y'all know me. Or y'all know that I've been wanting Jamie McMurray. Um, and I'm not even continuing that whole top and bottom discussion with him. I can't afford to do that right now. So... <laughs> Jay, I wanted Jamie McMurray as the third person full-time in the booth. Um, yeah, that would have been a good choice. Or Larry. So it's going to be a rotation of drivers. and Or not drivers, but people. And I think that's that's fine. Oh, yeah. Right? I Why like not? it. I mean, you know, we just got rid of Jeff Gordon. Why not just experiment a little bit? Um, 
I think they wanted Kevin Harvick because, you know, Kevin Harvick did say on Dale Jr.'s podcast that 2021 was supposed to be his final year. Wait, really? And, I need to yeah. watch that episode. Shit. I think we talked about that a little bit. I mentioned wow. it at some point. But why is he still going then? He wants to he wants to try the next gen car. Oh. So if, when he goes to a TV booth after the next TV contract is signed, he'll have the knowledge of the next gen car. Fair. So in the original first year, the next gen car is supposed to be 2021. Fair. So I think he wanted to. So this could be his last year. I think not this year, but next year probably will be because the Definitely. TV contract starts in 25, I think. Um, okay. I don't know. It's really interesting because he he's really open about it. He's just like, yeah, I don't want to. I want to be able to, first of all, drive the next gen car and have accurate analysis for TV. But then it's also the TV contract expires in like two years. So it's like yeah. he wants to both I mean, have the knowledge and be able to go in. So I think Fox, they had a contract ready for Kevin Harvick. That's fair. That's, so that's why they didn't really have an actual replacement. So that's that's fair. And Kevin yeah. Harvick, I can also see why he would want to keep racing anyways. I mean, he should have won the 2020 championship if this was a normal motorsport. So yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, like I but, can see that. So yeah, I could see Jamie McMurray in there, hundred yeah, percent. I could see. I, think, I could see them bringing back Larry. I could um, see Larry for like when they can't find somebody else, because I think that's how they would kind of see Larry. Because they, I think the producers really want drivers in there. Um, yeah. that's been clear to me. I don't, I don't know, know if I agree who, with it, but like, I don't know who else they could really grab. Like Dale Junior's with NBC, so it ain't gonna be him. I would look at everyone that's done an Xfinity broadcast. Well, right. some of them are cup drivers, though, so but it's the, hard. But, it's but like... the other thing is, the other thing with that is, you have Chad Knaus, but like, can he do that? I mean, they had Jeff Gordon in there, so I guess. Oh, they can like, do that then. It's, <laughs> they Chad can Knauss, do that. Don't worry. Tony Knauss Stewart literally busy. owns a team, so like, <laughs> that's true. That's <laughs> like, true. they could. They never gave a fuck about that. Number one, like, right. The Xfinity booth was a mess. One's a dad of a driver. Another one owns four of the cars. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. The NBC Xfinity booth, like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, oh, no. And like, now it's going to go to the see, cup. Oh, shit. I could see Carl Edwards. Because he did good on, he did stuff with ESPN. I would literally if, spit out my drink. If Carl Edwards return, exits his bunker to come to the broadcast booth for a race or two, I would love that. Coming back after five seasons. The character that comes back after five seasons that everyone yeah. loved. Oh my god! And the crowd goes wild. Yeah, that would actually be hype as fuck if Carl Edwards comes back for like yeah. Talladega of all things would be so funny. Ooh. Oh <laughs> yeah, Kozlowski wins. <laughs> I was gonna say Atlanta because that was his first win, but I guess that's a different track now. Yeah, T. Um, I don't know who else though. Like really, unless they. Well, would Carl like... really want to talk about the monstrosity of NASCAR that it is now? Well, now that they have a proper aero package. Yeah. And maybe if the cars are good, maybe he'd be willing to. Maybe. But then he's going to have to mutter the word stages. Mm. But another thought, just to kind of mm-hmm. close this, is like, I don't know who else they'll have. So I wonder yeah. if it's going to be like, I think it's mainly going to be Jamie and Larry. Jamie has to. I think Jamie's going to do there. most of the races. He's so good, man. Oh. Jamie and Clint is going to be so funny. That's going to happen. It's not confirmed, but it, that will happen. Because like, Jamie is sassy. Jamie is sassy. Yes. Jeff is not sassy. No, Jeff just laughs and giggles. Like, 
We talked about that last week. Jamie's like, okay, bitch. Let's talk about when you fucking flipped that one time. Like, you know? <laughs> and oh, by the mm-hmm. way, how many Daytona 500s do you have? Oh, how many Brickyard 400s do you have? Oh, Clint really? finished upside down and that his first Daytona 500. Jamie's won one. So, I mean, Jeff Gordon is literally one of the most decorated NASCAR drivers in history. And he's just like, oh, Clint, uh huh, stop it. Like, uh, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> um that's so funny another option i had was uh if they i don't know if they would it'd be too play-by-play people but they, they could put like jamie little up there i don't know how good that'd be no i don't think they would do that Are i'm just like i don't know who else yeah so, um david reagan like that'd be but boring they did andy pete well no andy petrie works for a team now actually yeah i don't um, know that'll be interesting i'm excited it'll be, it'll be fun to see um wait danica Danica? I mean, I don't know how her SRN works. And NBC. She works for NBC sometimes, too, so I don't know how all that works. I mean, she works for CBS, too, though. So So then, shit. Let's do it. That'd be fun. Yeah. Have we ever had a woman in a broadcast booth for a cup race? And For cup, I don't think so. For cup? Mm -hmm. That might be fun. Well, again, I'm excited to see that. We, I know we definitely have talked about this topic a lot so mm-hmm. it's cool to see tony stewart's a good move and i think rotating it to experiment a little bit that's all that's also a good thing i would so. have never predicted that it's so smart though they've been doing it for quite a while now in xfinity yeah like i think in xfinity they realize like this is just easier it's like you probably it's probably to, more interesting for the fans you probably don't have to pay the drivers as much money i don't know if they i'm assuming they pay them it's probably yeah. less to do that for them like for contracts and stuff Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, more NASCAR moving, thing. Moving on. What did Ben Kennedy say? <laughs> he said that. <laughs> LA... <laughs> so context. Before I finish this, before we started recording, I was writing down news topics, and I said this, and Zach's like, "What did he say?" Listen, and I'm like, I'm like you can I'm wait out of till the, the podcast. You can it's wait not- till we're recording. It's not that I'm out of the loop. I'm a busy man. I'm a busy man, okay? Mm-hmm. Anyways, so he says the LA Coliseum could be on the schedule if the clash is successful. What the fuck? Like, it could be like a permanent race. Like No, it can't. Clash. It can't, Ben. Moving I... on. Like what? <laughs> like, what? No, it doesn't have a pit road, dude. I don't know how that would work. Bristol doesn't either. Oh, God. I need a drink. <laughs> i i think it's a good idea i don't know if it what <laughs> the clash, having it as an exhibition race is a good idea oh t yeah t okay i we're, we're on the same page we're on the same page <laughs> if it's successful which i have doubts because it's, it's it's gonna be a bunch of caution laps come on it's gonna be good i think it's just gonna be like Caution lap, caution lap, caution lap. They're gonna yeah. wreck every two laps, probably. Or they just like won't wreck, and the racing will suck because I, these are that. brand new cars. Yeah, but to have it as a regular race, and maybe I'm misunderstanding. Maybe it would stay as the clash. I I don't know. Yeah, T. But I don't know. I don't think this could be a regular race unless they get rid of pit stops. Which they did for Dirt Bristol. And it, I, guess, it, I wouldn't but... put it past them too. I really wouldn't. And remember, they thought about this 
they they've already they're already doing it in arca yeah. and for standalone xfinity and truck races they already do this yeah and there were reports that they were considering it for cup especially when the pandemic first come yeah out. they were almost gonna say no picture members like and not it, none but limit them it's like not the worst idea but it's just like nascar already has trouble i think defining itself as the premier motorsport mm-hmm. in america like it is but it's like you look at some aspects of it and it's hard to actually feel like it fits that yeah yeah we'll we'll see i think i feel like pit stops are important i think if anything i don't know if this will become a permanent like regular season race but if this race is successful they might scrap the whole fontana idea and just not run at Fontana. You know what I mean? Because they're going to redo Fontana. Well, see, and that's the thing, though, because then it's like the LA Coliseum will not be a NASCAR track forever. Yeah. That's the thing, though. I know. I do think it'll either stay at the Coliseum and they'll waste a bunch of money just every year. Like well, yeah, that's exactly. Or it'll make it more likely that they'll actually redo Fontana. Or they just abandon Fontana completely. And They're definitely play. redoing Fontana. Because, like, the LA Coliseum has to host the Olympics in, like, 2028. Yeah. I'm not saying it would, right. like... I'm not saying it would um, stay the track forever. They, NASCAR can't do that. Right. I'm just... I think that that clash is going to determine a lot of things with Fontana, the clash, the yeah. Coliseum. There's a lot of factors. And if it's, like, a disaster, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of see what you mean, but definitely Fontana's a good investment. Um, yeah, I agree. Be interesting what they do, though, because yeah. we haven't heard anything about the Fontana thing. Like, they want to run one more time on the regular right. circuit. That's why they delayed the construction of it, so fans can go one more time. I just wonder if there's not more to that. Like, they mm. do in the Coliseum. It's like, I don't know. We could just have it right here in L.A. rather than whatever, 40 miles out. I don't know. Right. Really interesting. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how this is. Um, I've also noticed a lot of people on Twitter flying out to go to the clash, which power to you. Um yeah. it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Um speaking of races that I don't think should exist. Well, actually, I think the clash should exist. Well, I don't think a clash or you know what I'm trying to say. Speaking of races, useless that races. Exist. Useless races. Useless races. F Formula One could pull the plug on sprint races because team owners are. Tr- they think it is not very beneficial to their cost cap. So F1 introduced a cost cap for teams mm-hmm. to try to make the field tighter. So like Mercedes and Red Bull and Ferrari. They can't spend as much money developing their car, so they won't get as far ahead as they potentially could. Right. Um, however, with an addition of what the the proposal was like nine sprint races or something for 2022, I think so. um, a lot of team owners are like, okay, bestie, you are now adding nine races to the schedule. You might not call them sprint races, but they are races and the risk of damaging the car goes up because we are doing a 20-car start for each sprint race. Wrecks Mm -hmm. happen. So in terms of the cost cap, it's like, "Mm, this isn't a good idea. 
So, and it'd be, I, you know, if this was a NASCAR thing, it's like, there's no way they're just going to let this new idea die out just like that for an actual logistical issue. Formula One, I could see it, but I still have my doubts that sprint races are going away because everyone talked about, everyone at F1 talked about how successful sprint races were last year. Right. Apparently, um, though, the team owners have a vote coming up. Yeah. And they, and apparently, like, eight of the ten teams have to, like, say they're, they're on board with it to keep them. That is a I'm whack not, majority. Yeah, that's a crazy majority. I don't know. To keep it, the sprint races. Yes. Okay. I don't know if it's like an up, like to add that many or to like, I don't know. I don't know it's, how teams would feel about sprint races. I feel like if anything, I, mean, I don't know. To add on. Cause it's like, I feel like almost most teams would prefer not to do the sprint races because it's just like, mm-hmm. if it really just is more of a risk of wrecking, like, you put so much effort into qualifying and you just lose it in the sprint race. Like, and only the top three teams actually benefit championship wise. So, right. I don't, again, I don't like them. So get rid of them. I've never watched them. Bye Felicia. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't care. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Formula One, is that all we have to talk about today with the T? That is everything we have to talk about. Okay. Well, we speaking of Formula of One, um, we're about to move on to our Formula One predictions. Um, so, yeah. So, before we get into our predictions for this year, let's look at what we said for last year. So, last year, we predicted the top four in points and the Monaco GP winner. Um, I guess, so the top four in points this year or 2021 mm-hmm. were Verstappen, Hamilton, Botas, and Perez. I do not remember what I said. I feel like I would have said, I think I said mm-hmm. Hamilton would win again. I don't know. Let's find out, I guess. So we had the same exact top four. Oh, we did. We, did. we both said Hamilton, Verstappen, Botas, and Ricardo. Ricardo. Ricardo had Ricardo. a good he had a good 2020. We thought he was going to lift it up. We had really high expectations for him at McLaren. He did and not meet he, them. He well, did get he a win, race, but yeah. I thought he'd do better than Lando. Uh, yeah, but Lando was consistent. He was good. Right. And he also almost won a race at Russia. So, mm-hmm. yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But not bad. He did not meet so, our expectations. And Perez exceeded our expectations, it looks like. And then we also predicted the Monaco Grand Prix winner. Mm-hmm. You had Verstappen, which was correct. Yo, let's go, Zach! Let's go! <laughs> and I yes! had Lewis Hamilton. You got one right. One time Verstappen gives me joy. Oh, <laughs> yes. That felt good. Love that for you. God. Now our predictions <laughs> for 2022. Okay. What will we be screaming at in 2023? Let's find out. Our favorite... (laughs) Sorry, that was funny. Our favorite changes um, in the offseason. Mine is George Russell to Mercedes. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of obvious. He's cute. It's a good change. I think he's going to be a big name in F1. But there could be a little bit too much pressure on him. So, Okay. But I think it's just been overdue because Botas... 
at Mercedes just hasn't been healthy. Um, so I'm I, more I was, I'm more happy for Botas leaving Mercedes. I think it's going to do wonders for yeah. his life in general. He's going to be a lot happier. Yeah. Yeah, because it's almost like there's almost like dark cloud over George. Yeah. I almost want to say Botas instead now that I think. No, I'm going to stick with Russell because I think Russell will exceed, not exceed expectations, but I think he'll mm-hmm. meet a lot of our expectations this year. Um, right. Yeah, I think he'll do pretty good. My favorite change for 2022 is Alex Albon's return, racing yes. for Williams. Um, I really like him, and I saw him in person uh, at a distance I, at Indianapolis, which was yeah. really funny. He was touring the track and everything that weekend. That's really fun. Um, I don't know. I've always liked him. Uh, I haven't been watching F1 that closely. I haven't really got to watch him a lot, but he really had issues at Red Bull, and I'm glad he's getting a second chance here, and... I feel like he's going to do pretty good at Williams because, like, George was able to Williams bring is in getting some pretty decent good. runs. They're, they're climbing up. They climb past Haas, and they're kind of fighting with Alpha some weeks, it seems. so. Right. And we do have the new better. car. And now new so. car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Least favorite. Uh, I'll go for this one. Yeah, you um, said yours so, is funny, right? Just Well, I thought it was funny. So it's kind okay. of like our IndyCar thing where you uh, said something and then I kind of counteracted it uh, my least favorite is George Russell to Mercedes <laughs> only only because of his fans who will be very annoying about it <laughs> yes yeah fair enough it's yeah the whole Botas and like Russell like fan wars it's stupid <laughs> what are y'all doing and like because like muscle 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 russell is just like it's so easy for this for for him to let the pressure get to him and then he'll just like look like a flop yeah it's just like i'm a little worried about it i feel like he has way too high of expectations uh for his first year there i mean he's gonna do good i think he'll get a win or two i just think his fans if he does like even equal to valtteri people are gonna be going ridiculous going ridiculous on twitter and just clowning on Valtteri for no reason. So. And, like, you have to remember, he's still the second driver to Hamilton. Yeah. And this is going to be a big year for him, for just coming back after the disaster of Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, I think my expectations for him are very reasonable, but I think they're successful. They're successful oh, yeah. expectations. Um, yeah. I... I just need really people need to keep their expectations in check, but they don't do that in F1. They put hella pressure on every driver, yeah. which is just, I mean, that's what you get on a world stage, right? There's not really yeah. much you can do about it. Bold predictions for F1. We had trouble with these Zach, because it's like, Zach, you didn't do your uh, least favorite oh, prediction. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. didn't do your least favorite. favorite. You're eager to just move on. My least favorite prediction. I hate it so much. I just want to move on. We're having six sprint races in 2022. I do not like sprint races because they just kind of take away from the spectacle of the weekend in terms of like the race on Sunday. The race is on Sunday. Qualifying in F1 already is good. Um, And if anything, it just causes more problems like, the yeah. entire incident at the British Grand Prix was caused by um, them having a sprint race, I feel like, low-key. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll have to watch the episode for me to explain that. But, yeah, it's... I don't know. 
I, I just think it's a bit of a gimmick, right? It's a gimmick that doesn't it actually is. help the racing product. And as an I haven't watched, fan, I haven't watched a single one. It doesn't make yeah. me want to watch it. I think that's the goal. I don't like care. the Brazil sprint race was entertaining only because Lewis Hamilton was video gaming the field. Yeah, like, that was cool. But he had a penalty. Was. But that was going to be cool no matter what. Like that's not. Yeah, would have been cool. Would have been cooler to see happen in the race. In right. My opinion. And like pit strategy is a big part of what makes F1 racing good too. And there's no pit strategy in sprint races. Just get rid of them. I'm over it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it should be the new format of racing. Right. Yeah. So now we can now, go to bold prediction. Moving on to bold predictions. I will go first. I guess. Okay. Um, my bold prediction is that five teams five teams will win races this year last year if i'm correct we had four win races i believe in Mm -hmm. 2020 we had um i think we had four as well because alpha tori won italy and then racing point one um yeah and i think 2019 it was just the top three teams i think so yeah. yeah, F1's parody hasn't been that good. I think five teams at least will win races because it's a new car. There'll be more parody. I could see it being like mm-hmm. Mercedes, Red Bull, McLaren, Ferrari, um, and then like, what's another team? Maybe Alpine again, low-key. Yeah. But yeah, so that's my bold prediction. Mine kind of goes with yours because I'm saying Ferrari is going to have the early advantage with the new car. Oh, okay. Like, they're really starting to come back after a really abysmal 2019 and 2020. Yeah. Or, or yeah, 2020. Yeah, end of 2019 fell that. apart, and then they just <laughs> um, haven't recovered. Sorry if you heard the loud noises on my end. No, it's okay. Um, uh, Ferrari has a lot more coming up, and Carlos Sainz did really good in his first year yeah. at Ferrari, and I think that's going to continue. <sighs> Um, I think they're going to really do good the first few races and, you know, Mercedes and Red Bull are going to catch up, but that's my bold predictions. Ferrari is going to, that's a good one. I think Carlos and Charles is -hmm. the most like healthy rivalry at in F1 right now, because they're very equal and they, I think they kind of push each other, but in like a toxic way, like, like Mm -hmm. McLaren's comparable to that, but Ricardo's just been lacking a little bit. So yeah. I like Ferrari. Mm. I think they they're set up for a really amazing 2022. That's a good that's a good pick. Thank you. Monaco Grand Prix predictions, the biggest, the crown jewel of F1. Um, I correctly picked Verstappen last year, and I'm going to pick him again this year. I okay. I think he's the most talented driver in the field. I think he'll kill it on qualifying day, which means he'll win. So, <laughs> yeah. My prediction is also Max Verstappen. For the Monaco Grand Prix. Yeah. Cool. I feel like he's just really gonna have it. Yeah. At I mean, Monaco once again. It's hard to predict because we don't know how the teams will be performing. Um I low-key want to pick Charles, but that's his bad luck. That's Oof. his bad luck home race, man. I wouldn't be picking Charles yet. <laughs> I yeah, nah. And it's that's sad. I hope he wins this year finally, but That'd it's be been cool. coming. It's been coming for him. And then so, our top four, our top, top four, four. Sorry, I cut you off, Alex. No, you good. go ahead, and say. It. I'll let you say it. Our World Drivers Championship top four <laughs> predictions. See, you said it better than I did. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, I 
feel pretty good about this. I kind of went back and forth on my fourth place, but Mm -hmm. yeah, you can go first. All right. Uh, So fourth place, I have Charles Leclerc. Oh, I think that early season, like I'm talking about my bold prediction, it's going to really boost his points for the end of the season. That makes sense. Then third, I have Sergio Perez. And then the big two, I think it's going to stay the same. I think second is going to be Verstappen. Ooh. And I think I think Lewis Hamilton is going to win that eighth championship. He's going to come back just swinging, and I think he's going to end up retiring when he gets that eighth championship. I think he's going to be like, you know what? I proved y'all too much. I'm that bitch. I did it. I did it <laughs> legit this time. I won. Goodbye. I did it legit this time. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I'm oh done. my god! Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so, you could say that's another bold prediction. I think Lewis will retire, but I think many people think I that. almost wrote that, but I'll tell you why I didn't in a minute. So okay. my predictions. Fourth, I have George Russell. That's kind of my okay. expectations. I think he'll have a really good season, but he's not going to contend with um, the top two. Right. Lando Norris, third. I think McLaren. Oh, here's the thing. Okay. I think McLaren is going to be the one team. You think Ferrari's coming back, and I kind of agree, but I think McLaren. I don't know why. I've just had this feeling about them. They've been yeah. gaining momentum. I think this new car is going to put them in the fight. Okay. I think they're going to win like multiple races this year. Um, I was thinking for McLaren, I will say, I was thinking they were going to have like an Aston Martin kind of downward slope with the new car. With the switch from racing point to Aston Martin. That's why I didn't mention yeah. Lando. And you could be right. Um, really, I'm just going off vibes. Um, Ferrari is more like logic because they have been said to like, they've put a lot of effort into this new car. Right. Um, but second, I have Lewis Hamilton and then first, oh Verstappen. Okay. Number eight is that elusive number. And I don't think he can do it because. Oof. Life, listen, life is not fair. Life sucks. Michael Massey proved that. (laughs) I think he took away Hamilton's last chance to get number eight. Mm. And he should be put in jail. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's a joke, by the way, if you don't. Yes. Um, No, but like Um... for real, for real, though, I just. I really want him to get number eight, and I just think life's not that easy. Yeah, I I can see it. Like that eight, not many people are able to so get so hard in motorsports. It's that's the elusive number, and it's I, sad. But like, I really just can't see it. I think if anyone's gonna do it, though, it's gonna be Lewis. It's got to be right. Like, when else are you gonna get dominance like that again in this mm-hmm. sport? You know. Um, <sighs> But it's just a lot. And Verstappen, he's only going to get better, right? I agree. Mm -hmm. But it also is down to the teams, though, a lot, how these cars develop. So it will be interesting. It's hard to predict with these new cars. It really is. We have Mm -hmm. no idea what 2022 and F1 is going to look like. And that's that's the magical thing about motorsports. That's why we watch, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. that's that's our F1 2022 predictions. I hope everyone enjoyed them. I hope I get some of these right. It'd be fun. Um, in general, of the three series we predicted in, how much did we actually get right? Um, not a lot. <laughs> not a lot, no. 
Like, I got Verstappen at Monaco, right? But, like, our IndyCar championship predictions, um, they weren't really that good. We were kind of off the mark. Our NASCAR ones, neither of us got the champion. Well, Both of our champions didn't even make the championship four in our NASCAR prediction. So... And then the actual championship, the actual champions weren't even in our four. Right. For both NASCAR and IndyCar. That's... We're bad at this. (laughs) We're bad. We're bad. Oh, my God. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, if that happens... I feel like for any of these series, that'd be kind of wild. So I feel like for F1, it's pretty unlikely. Unless yeah. like Valtteri Bottas it out for Romeo, just it just goes and he gets it. But yeah, I doubt it. T. All right. Well, hope everyone enjoyed that. Thank you all so much for listening. Again, follow us on Twitter at Gay Racing Pod, at Dreamies at GP, and at New Gaiden for more from us, funny tweets, etc. <laughs> I, I'm Zach, that is Alex, and we will I'm see Alex. y'all next time. You are Alex. Um, <laughs> Rolex 24 is next week, by the way, right? I'm pretty sure. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, y'all, y'all enjoy that. We will. Um, might be hearing more from us about that, but we'll see. So, y'all take care, and goodbye. Bye.